I'm sitting for 12 hours behind this desk. And then I got to go through LA traffic for, you know, another hour and a half. And so that was just taking a toll on me, on my body, on the way like I was recovering, on my, most importantly, my emotions, like who am I in this world? Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Mentality Podcast. I am your host, Amr Mabrook. Today I'm joined by my co-host Munir and our very special guest, Abdurrahman Haikal from Peace and Power. Spiritual, holistic, mega fitness. Haha. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm honored and excited to be here, y'all. Alhamdulillah. We are honored and excited to have you. And I will tell you. I'm going to just get straight to the point of why I decided to have Abdurrahman on the podcast. You are the only person that I know of who's a Muslim, Ashallah. a father of children, has a sedentary desk job, right? He's married. You're like, what, mid-30s maybe? Mm-hmm. And he has a six-pack. <laughs> you do not have that, right? We all get married. We all gain weight. You know, like the more we work, the more we try. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I worked out a lot and I just gained weight. So I don't know what is going on, right? And I'm, I'm not like, I'm not not knowledgeable about fitness. Like I'm I'm a trained power lifter, right? And maybe, maybe that's like part of the problem, actually. So <laughs> eat big, get big, you know? So... Yeah, how do you do it? Ya Allah. <laughs> uh, man, so I can, uh, I guess, start with my childhood. Okay. Um, it's it's really, it's not something that I am very, I'll go back to my childhood and we'll go from there. Okay. Bismillah. So, Bismillah. When I was four years old, I remember being in a karate class. My dad, Allah Jazeel Khair, put me in a karate class when I was four. And ever since then, I was involved in one sort of sport or another. Like, that's all I remember as part of my childhood. Like, um, you know, and in middle school, I would walk on to like the swimming team. I've never done any like swimming outside of school and I would just walk on and do it or do track and field okay. or do cross country. I walked into cross country. I didn't know what that sport was about. <laughs> He's like, you know, let's go run. You know, we're going to do three miles around the block. <clears throat> And uh, you're going to come back here in about two hours. So then I did it and I went back and I'm like, okay, now what? He's like, I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm like, so cross country is just that. That's I I didn't know that, but I know I wanted to do as many sports as possible. So that's one thing for me. Also, sports was a uh, or staying active was a coping mechanism. I moved or my family moved 16 times. In the first 18 years of my life, wow. 16 times, Wow. Charlotte to Florida, to Beirut, back to Florida here. And so, I wasn't even 16 Four high school. So we moved a lot. But then when you are into sports, you can just walk into any basketball like court and just play a game of basketball. Everybody knows you now. I yeah. mean, I wasn't the best, but I was somebody that the team could depend on. So that was kind of, you know, my coping mechanism. So there's this positive feedback loop, right? The more that I'm good at, at you know, sports and athleticism, the better that, you know, I can, you know, fit in every time that I move. Okay. And so that just became a thing. It's just, it's just my identity. It's just, I can't 
you know, get up and not brush my teeth, I can't get up and not exercise. It's really that for me. It's so automatic. And that's, you know, part of my coaching right now. We'll talk about that later is I want these habits to be as automatic for them as the other habits in their lives are. It just makes it easy. We don't want to depend on, you know, willpower all the time. We know that that's like a muscle that depletes that goes from high to low during the day. We want to be very careful about that. So anyway, let's fast forward to uh, my mid 20s. Okay, mid 20s. So now I have a master's degree in engineering. Um, I'm on, you know, few years now of experience mm-hmm. working. I am married. How's the six pack at that point? It was still, <laughs> it was still going. It was still going. Um, but trust me, my wife did not make it as of you know any importance as I thought I would. You know, like the the you know the honeymoon in, in Bali. I'm like, oh, she near like she's like I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like all these years and all this attention <laughs> excuse me um all the women you were fighting off and now this one won't even <laughs> yeah, look at it. but uh <laughs> i tell her i confront her about this she just laughs it off she's like you know um <laughs> like i married you for what's inside for, for, uh, for the man uh, that you are you know what gain says. 50 pounds and see how- <laughs> <laughs> that's what i tell her i'm like I, you know but <laughs> i don't i don't want to test that out <laughs> not at not at this age or stage or with the kids or the everything, yeah. but um, so. But a lot of us, I mean, I, I was pretty mm. active in high school. I played soccer. I actually mm. did run cross country, believe it or not, mm. as a as a big person. Um, and I in in college, I was mm. uh, also active. But I feel like just being married, mm. um, and and having that desk job, mm. I find it very very difficult to maintain yeah. that Absolutely. consistency. You know. Yeah. So you said you also have you do coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I actually I reached out to you to mm-hmm. kind of talk about this earlier this year. And I felt like your methodology mm-hmm. in coaching is a little bit different mm-hmm. than what else I shopped around for. So can you kind of go okay. into your methodology of like what you take yeah. a client through? OK. So it's, again, part of the struggle that I felt. So you're saying desk job, you're saying married, you're seeing you're saying kids. That was all before I was into like the health coaching, right? So this was, let's even backtrack a little bit Mm. to before that, to tell you about the challenge that I had and, you know, how this all became about. And then, you know, it'll make sense what my coaching uh, program is about. Like I was saying, I was making the money for a 20 some year old. I was making, you know, decent living. I was very happily married. I had a good career. I mean... I I would fall into these, I don't want to call it mini depression, but these very low states, mm. you know, just this negative emotionality for a few days. This is not something I've ever felt in my life. Like my childhood was very active and generally a happy one. Like I, alhamdulillah, like loving parents, loving family, very involved, like good mm-hmm. in school, like Things are going well. And then all of a sudden I'm feeling this, like, what is going on in my life? Like, why? I, it's, it's all good. Um, and then, so like two days would come that were good. And then three, four days would be like this terrible negative state. Mm. And I needed to figure that out because one thing, one pain is you actually going through what you're going through. And the other part is not knowing why, like it just doesn't mm-hmm. add up. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I, I wanted to figure out the solution and I, I did it by myself and I was just like, look and research and read books and whatever. So I came across, uh, probably this podcast or something, but I heard it that said that your emotions come from motion. So emotion comes from motion. And I'm like, this all makes sense. That was my Eureka moment mm. because I'm like, I'm sitting for 12 hours behind this desk and then I got to go through LA traffic for, you know, another hour and a half. And then I was studying for my, you know, professional, uh, yeah. for the registration, the PE at the time. So I would do three more hours after dinner of sitting. And so that was just taking a toll on me, on my body, on the way, like I was recovering on my, most importantly, my emotions, like who am I? in this world you're just sitting at a desk 24 i'm just sitting behind the desk we're not made to sit like as actually as we're sitting right now but <laughs> we get that, get that point we're sitting for an hour and a half or whatever yeah. we're not sitting for 12 hours or yeah. 16 hours when you add it all up no nah, no nah. so emotionally i wasn't you know where i want to be and it was because of the sitting you know like stack so you know emotions come from motion i have zero emotion so my mm -hmm. emotions are going to be zero or maybe negative gotcha so then that's when I stumbled into like the personal development because that was like a, a you know, personal development thing um, speaker that, that said that. Tony Robbins to be, okay. um, uh, to name who it was. Mm -hmm. And so I got into that, that world just because, hey, like it helped me with one thing. But the second thing was out of curiosity. Okay. Because I, we are subscribed to the system that has the answers, but then everybody is looking to this other world of self-development and, you know, personal development and self-help and all yeah. that. So I'm like, what are the questions that they're asking? What are like, you would hear it and you'd, so I actually invested a thousand dollars and thousands of dollars into like seminars and the books and all that. Anyway, so that was going on on one side. The other side is I needed to figure out my physiology because Again, emotion and motion and all that, like that's just helping me, you know, just, you know, how, how I am in the world, just no. like my emotions and all that. So I'm studying two things at the same time. I'm going through this stuff just out of curiosity. I'm studying this stuff because I needed it. I needed to know the, like the science behind it and like the movements and the muscles and all that. Yeah. So here, the code, the, the, the physiology, I'm like, let me actually it was one of my friends at work they're like man you're like studying this and you're telling me what you've learned why don't you become a coach i'm like i'm helping myself out first but then you reach a level where like okay i know a lot of stuff i want to share it with someone so i would share yeah. it with like my family all that but then he's like you know get coached so i'm like i'm getting coached but then as i'm here on this side getting into like studying uh, you know reading the books and the seminars and all that I'm like, again, our Islam has these answers and it's had these answers, it's helped out so many people, but then yet people are asking, you know, again, talking about the purpose, talking about why I feel that way, talking about, mm -hmm. you know, these questions. I'm like, our Islam has that. So then these all of, like suddenly, again, this was the formation of peace and power is that these two were married together because I could not do my coaching. And I tried doing coaching that was just the, like yeah. the Riyadh part of it, the 
the exercise, the exercise part. Yeah. So you're telling people like, do this exercise for this many reps. The, the, yes, it, that was know? the first part of my coaching. Gotcha. I was doing that, but I felt that that was so missing many of these important elements on this right hand side here. Okay. Yeah. So then, especially when I'm coaching a Muslim, he's like, what do you think about intermittent fasting? And I'm like, what do you think about fasting Mondays and Thursdays? Like, how, how come we're not doing that? Are there 13, 14 days of the lunar month? Yeah. So I started incorporating as many of these health elements from the Sunnah and the Quran, and I merged it into peace and power. Gotcha. So it's this very holistic system. And you're asking me, Amr, about this coaching program. So we don't just cover the physiology, like the 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 you know, the, the squats and the losing weight and all that. Yeah. Because if I give you the best exercise program, I need to also give you the right nutrition program to do that. That's so that I, I couldn't do that. Of course. Separately, even though my wife is a nutritionist. Um, it's I like, I mean, yeah, the nutrition's a big deal, right? It's a huge deal. When they it. say like 80% <clears throat> in the kitchen, 20% in the gym, they, yeah. I feel like that's. Yeah. So there's a guy that does his uh, exercise in the kitchen. He's like 80% in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, but if, again, I give you the best nutrition plan and I give you the best exercise, but you are not sleeping right. You know, you're sleeping at 2 a.m. one day, waking up at six and the next day you're sleep, trying to sleep at 11 because you got work the next day. You are not going to find the results from the best exercise plan and the best nutrition plan. So I needed to talk about sleep. Yeah. So I needed to go back and, you know, so you're educating yourself about about sleep. Most importantly for me, I'm the number one person that I need to help out because I can't help my family. I can't help my community. I can't yeah. help others if I'm not right. So it first starts. This is a cycle like I, I get into. This is like my life um, that I need the help with. And then I'm like, okay, this is amazing. It makes a huge difference in my life. I get to, you know, work 12 hours. I still have the energy at the end of the day after the traffic to now play with my two kids. So, and people complain when you hear keep people talking about that and complaining about it, you can't not help, but to help them or like yeah. to talk about it. So I put together this coaching program. And again, I just mentioned three weeks out of the 10 weeks, every week is something that we talk about. And then we have, you know, these action items and we go back and we iterate it and we tailor it to the person and it's just for 10 weeks. Uh, Can you, so mm. what's the first week look like? Yeah. You don't think it's the full program, but I would love to hear the 10 points. Yeah. Like what is okay. someone is that, going can through? Can you go into that or is that proprietary? No, 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 it's not proprietary. I, I can't be holding back this information actually. <laughs> no, because at the yeah. end of the day, we want people to go sign up and I'll, 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 I'll tell you why. Right. So, I mean, I follow your Instagram page, right? I see your social media and I also follow people who have gone through your program. Mm. And it seems to me like the transformation mm. they're, they're going through, it's not just a physical transformation. Mm. Like, look at me, Oof. I lost 20, 30, 40 pounds. It's, it's a complete change in the outlook mm. on life, right? And I feel that's because the work doesn't start and end in the gym mm -hmm. for your clients, oh, yeah. right? They're going to the gym, mm -hmm. they're working out mm -hmm. and they're getting a good workout. And mm -hmm. at the same time afterwards, they're taking care of their nutrition. And before they're making sure they have the right mentality, they're getting good sleep, they have the right attitude mm -hmm. and a byproduct of, you know, living or, or taking care about your body before and after the gym, not just in the gym mm -hmm. is that your whole life changes, mm -hmm. right? Your outlook on your day. Mm -hmm. Like even if you miss, even if you physically can't go to the gym that day because you have some sort of scheduling issue, 
you, you, you will still be getting a quote unquote good workout in because you're taking care of your nutrition. You're getting good sleep. Yeah. You're probably, um, making sure you're getting a lot of water. Um, probably some mm -hmm. sort of mindfulness thing going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably, we're going to go into, uh, when we go into your 10 steps, we'll probably talk a little bit about how you schedule things. Cause you mentioned that mm -hmm. on our, on our previous call. So yeah, that was just kind of my outlook. So real quick before you get into that, cause I, I, I had this confusion before we started recording. I said, are you like a personal trainer? <laughs> so what's the difference? Someone might say like, that just sounds, do I call you up and you go to the gym with me and tell me yeah. how to work out? So I yeah. do the best I can do yeah. overall or what's, what's the difference? That's a great question because I do get a lot of calls. And when I talk to them about the coaching, they're like, no, nah, I was just looking for somebody at the gym because I have no idea what I'm doing yeah. or because I need to take it to the next level. And or maybe they're into some sort of sport. They're into like football and I'm like, they need this like specific uh, drills or exercise to like, you know, get yeah. them faster or to get them whatever. So I don't do that. Um, mm -hmm. I am you know, this, this bigger picture, this like whole picture. And so my job is to get you connected with the right type of personal trainer as part of, you know, your physical exercise. Okay. So, um, I'm going to, for example, you're into powerlifting, so I can definitely not anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> so I can help you like with the big picture, right. To yeah. get you this complete system. Yeah. And as you're saying, like, yeah, you may skip a workout and you still feel good because you got the nutrition. It's a system that has redundancy. So like something you, you know, you miss something for two, three days or maybe hopefully not weeks, mm -hmm. but you got these other things that are just so automatic. You don't know that you're doing it, but they're helping you mm -hmm. um, in, in many different ways. So that is part of week one. So we go through everything. It's like, where are you? And it's, I can't just give a workout to somebody, you know, I can't just, you know, uh, if you go to a restaurant, you don't just tell me, Hey, give me what you have. And they give you rice and chicken. Like not everybody wants rice and chicken, right? So not everybody wants to be in the gym, bro. I'll tell you this. So my wife for the, and this is like me when I was starting to get, you know, this personal training and I'm taking it seriously. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I build yeah. peace and power and, uh, we'd go to the gym and like, I would have to beg her for like, you know, let's, let's go to the gym. Like, Yalla. I don't, I don't want to what I was doing wrong is I was forcing somebody to eat rice and chicken. Mm. She, she d does not like the weights. It's not, it's not for her out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not helping her, yeah. but now our understanding, a lot of us, the gym is synonymous with health. I need to get healthy. I need to get, you know, at a, at a gym membership. Yeah. Like it's, that's not the way, like you can be very healthy and not go to a gym. You could walk 10,000 steps a day, do some body weight exercises, um, you hike, know, be some, outdoors. Exactly. You can, you can do a million things, but you know, the fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and they all want you in the door and they all want you in the door, especially on new years, Yeah, you yeah. know, and, uh, it becomes a donation after that to them because <laughs> everybody goes for the first three weeks and then everybody's just, you know, the automatic billing, nobody's showing up again. And it's just like a charity, right? To them, like that. Yeah. And it's, you feel good. Like, oh yeah. I have a gym membership. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I, I got Cause it. Once you cancel it, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it means you gave up. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's, it's the first week is to help people first kind of connect to what they love doing. So I love that about your program because it's not cookie cutter. Uh -uh, no way. You're literally sitting with a person work. and then you're, you're going, you know, Mm. step by step point mm. by point what is exactly going on in your situation mm -hmm. what are you missing and how do we tailor the rest of these sessions mm -hmm. for you 
because we're all different. Exactly. We're all different. We're so different. Uh, You can't just pluck someone into an Excel sheet, give them a macro, Mm. you know, and macro uh, nutrients and then just say, do this and you'll be healthy. That's not how it works. So that's kind of the first week where you kind Mm -hmm. of go through that person situation. What does the second week? Okay. So that's actually week zero. I call it session zeros just to getting to know them. But then one is the exercise part. Okay. Is figuring out and tailoring their exercise. Because you're an engineer, it starts at everything starts at zero and goes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You got to. Um, uh, so then week two, we talk about nutrition. So now we're we're good with the fitness talk mm-hmm. with the with the exercise. Now we talk about nutrition. No. So again, what did our prophet والسلام, eat? How did he eat? When did he eat? The whole fasting thing. We incorporate fasting into the program. Mm-hmm. Um, Mondays and Thursdays and then the the white days of the lunar month we do that and some people have just said that these 13 14 15 days just fasting them there's something like like semi-miraculous about them Mm. like like their energy feels like it's reset my dad being the first one to Mm. tell me that so we don't miss it like I call him he calls me sometimes he reminds me it's like are you fasting I'm like yeah you know because I have to now. It's just part of the month. Just like, you know, something is part of your day. This mm-hmm. is part of the month. So then, I, you know, again, it starts with myself. It starts with my family. And then, you know, we that's how like it gets into the, the coaching program. Mm-hmm. So then we talk about nutrition and, you know, you get, for example, people into like the keto diet. And yes, everything works. You know, everything. That's why it's out there. You know, you're you're you gotta say something. You're smiling. What's no, <laughs> no, I, I did the Attempted, keto diet. Yeah. I did too. I did it in college, and I was very successful. I lost yes. almost fifty pounds. Okay. And then I did it after I got married, mm-hmm. and I gained thirty pounds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like <laughs> back to where I was in college. <laughs> so, um, because I don't know mm. uh, something about how how. Um, just eating that much amount of protein, I probably wasn't getting a lot of exercise mm. in. Um, different stressors. Stress, yeah, yeah, different stresses in oh, life, yeah. full-time job, married, yes. that kind of thing. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I feel like, I don't know, physiologically, your body changes as you get older, of course. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So it, my body was not responding well to mm-hmm. it. So yeah. I'm completely off of that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so. these things work, but then... They work for some people they sometimes. St- you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are these so I'll ask because mm. people bring them up, do them all the time. Are these sustainable though? Like something like keto, whatever else. This is the key word right here. Yes. We're looking for sustainability. I'm looking yeah. for something that I get to do for the next, you know, 30, 40, whatever God blesses me in life to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to keep getting on and off things, not in my 40. I don't want to try something in my 50s and yeah. it work and not work. Like if I'm yeah. trying to get slim for my wedding day, yeah, maybe I'll do keto leading up to it. But other than that, you're just going to probably, most people I know bounce back after. I'll tell you 90% of, or even more, like 98% of people after their wedding, um, they go on the honeymoon and khalas. Guilty. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah you know, it's fine. So, so the, nutrition, what do you, what do you, mm. when you talk about nutrition, what are your goals for your client or what are you aiming for? Yeah. What's the mentality? Cause I'm sure, I mean, you probably give them like not a full on meal plan, but guidelines. Mm-hmm. This is based on your style, right? Uh, I'm assuming here. I don't know. Maybe you correct me. Yeah. So guidelines, it's, uh, it's, you got to, so to simplify it. So mm-hmm. a lot, 
nutrition is way overcomplicated. You know, every doctor, every whatever wants you to buy their book or subscribe to their program. And mm -hmm. this is my diet and this will change your life and the South Beach and the keto and the Atkins and whatever. Like everything kind of works, but then why isn't it working anymore? Right. So what is something that's going to work forever. forever? Right. So then they are there are these principles that are embedded in the Sunnah that mm. the Quran even tells us about, by the way. So what's the best food? Amr al-Munir, pop quiz. What's the best food? Is it dates? Is it Does the Quran, well, not that it says that, but something like, I was trying to figure that out. Okay, okay. this is one of the things. Like, I was telling my wife, okay, so you, bachelor's degree in nutrition, nah. 50, 60K, uh, master's degree, 50k what is the one like what is the best food you tell me i mean if we pay 110,000 between you know her dad paid for the bachelor's like <laughs> answer me this one simple question what's like the best type of diet what's the best type of food and she's like well it's not a type of food it's you know this this concept of balance and moderation okay okay so it's it's a concept Right. So then I'm looking, OK, I need some more details. So then I would, you know, uh, what science is just saying, like research and all that. But for me, I want to live like uh, my prophet. So what was he doing? So he was a perfect example of this moderation. Okay? Oh, OK, so we're overeating. That's number one. So we look at the quantity and we're eating a lot. So they tell us that we need this much of protein. Okay, if you're exercising and here's the formula and, you know, one gram like, per body weight. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or there's a bunch of different for and we don't need this much protein. And so when we get that inside of us, you know what the body does? It's like, okay, I'm only going to take half of that, by the way, that formula. Oh, really? There's another formula that says that only half of that is what the body actually takes and digests, metabolizes. And then the other part, it stores. Okay, so it stores it as what? ATP energy. Stores it as fat, right? You so you get a bunch of protein, you eat a whole chicken after your workout, your body can only take maybe, you know, a drum and a thigh. And then what is it doing with the rest? If you don't use it, it's going to store it. It's going to store it. Yeah. Th that's what the body does. If it does not use it, it stores it. Okay. So this formula, for example, is something that is being debated these days mm. and people are still following the old one and I need my shake and it's, if it doesn't have 40 plus grams, it's not a good deal for me. And you know, the bank for the buck. Yeah. So we're overeating. That's number one. And statistics show that since whatever, you know, post-industrial revolution and the food processing industry and the additives and the preservatives and the whatever. And this is why the, 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 the numbers of, you know, overweight people and obesity has skyrocketed and then the diseases and all that. Yes. Okay, so we got to take down the quantity, the number of calories, the number of calories or just the 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 the, 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 the plate size itself. Right. We don't need to be eating like a plate with a pile of rice and a lot of chicken and like this, this concept of a huge plate. We got to take that down a little bit. Oh, that's hard. Like I don't get. I yeah, fully, huh? we, we got to train ourselves for it. A we, trick that I found to work with that is actually start counting and measuring your calories. As soon as I started mm. doing that and becoming conscious of the number that of calories I was going into my body, I realized how much I was really eating. So I would actually yeah. measure the amount of rice, yeah, yeah, yeah. the amount of chicken. Mm. Um, and I was like, whoa, that, that's like 
you know, 600 calories in one yeah, sitting, yeah, yeah. right? And yeah. I'm already at like 2K for the day. Like, no wonder I'm not losing mm. weight, right? Um, so that's just a tip for listeners. I don't know if you have people doing that. I do that. Oh, yeah. I do that. I, I literally go to a restaurant. I have a scale. So oh, you do, you're like that. Wow. Because I'm tracking. Yeah, it. So yeah, like yeah. if they don't have anything on their menu and it's like chicken and whatever, uh-huh. I'll measure it and then I'll. You would literally take a scale to the restaurant and. Yeah, why not? Wow. No, good for you. It's <laughs> good. I mean, you want to know, here's a psychological trick. They've done studies mm. on this. Maybe you know these ones. So one example is they had people at a restaurant eating soup, mm. but they didn't tell one group that their bowl actually had like a feeder from below the table. So it's always refilling. It. <laughs> so they're eating, they're eating. And they have another group that there's this normal bowl. So, and they found that after everything said and done, the group that kept eating and eating and eating had no idea. They ate like however many times more, right? And they felt yeah. stuffed. But the group that had a full bowl and just, they felt, they both, when they took, you know, under service, how full mm. are you? They said, we're the same amount. I'm like, same. I'm full, I'm full. Like, it's a psychological, that's what they also tell you. If you use a small plate, your body will be full just as much as if yeah. you use a big plate. Like yeah. it just, it's all psychological. That's, most of uh, most of this is that's actually a psychological 100%. trick. Buffets use they give you smaller plates the smaller plates because like, yeah. it you fill it up faster and then you psychologically mm-hmm. oh I had like I had a full plate of food and it was like you know twenty five percent smaller than your regular yeah. plate. Uh, it's amazing what psychology. It was speaking of psychology. Um, so I need to go home, throw out all my regular size plates, and plates. then get some <laughs> mini. You know, little, little plates, little, you know, plates that they can put on a, and that's yeah. all I can. <laughs> well, that's a good trick. I mean, that, that's, that's something that definitely helps. And that is something that most importantly, what's that magic word that you said? Sustainable. I can do that for 20 years. I can have a smaller plate. I can ration yeah. uh, my food. I don't need to be eating this much. And we do it every year during Ramadan. Yeah. We do it every year, right? Mm. You know, you get, if mm. there are those days where you fast and then you maybe don't eat as much for iftar mm-hmm. and then you wake up and have a little bit of suhoor. Mm. And you're running on maybe 1,500, 2,000 calories over 48 hours. Yeah. And you're doing great. You're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. Your body mm-hmm. is like this. I guys mean, have to remember, like, the, the body was made, I mean, alhamdulillah, like, Allah gave us bodies that can run on very little. Or else yes. most of the world's population would be dying off, especially, you know, 1,000 years ago, 2,000 mm-hmm. years ago. Imagine. Yeah. When you hear hadith, like, oh, we had a date for the day. And you're like, they survived. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize, like, I guess that's it. Like, Allah yeah. made the body very efficient. So when you're putting yeah. 20 times that in your body, Alhamdulillah yeah. also made it very efficient at getting rid of a lot of the stuff where we all popping, you know, like yeah. bursting at the seams. Yeah. yeah. Very incredible. It's, it's, well, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But once we work, you know, with our body, so like we're giving it this much food, that's a lot of work for the body. You know, it's like your boss, you know, just <laughs> pile of paper. You got to do this by like whatever. And it's stressful. It's very stressful for the body, mm. especially before we sleep. It's because, now everything is just with a whole nutrition. And again, we can talk about nutrition. For two hours, we talk <laughs> about it. And that's, it's so like intensive. Like I, well, you ask my wife after my training session, I'm out of breath. Like I feel lightheaded because of, you know, so much information. That's just, we yeah. talk about it and I ask them and they're like, okay, how come we can't do this that way? Oh, because I get to work at eight o'clock and then I got to do this and I got to do that. It's like, well, let's try, you know, doing it before you go, before you leave. And maybe you can kill some traffic. So anyway, it's tailored to this person. We're just trying to figure out the best thing. And I want to make sure that before we end the session that we're good. It's like, Hello, so we're good on nutrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because next week we're going to move on something that's also deep, which is sleep. So anyway, with nutrition. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Oh, man. So this is. Yeah. I'm having trouble with that one right now. Do we want to go to week three? Are we like in sleep now? Or do you want anything about food? Oh, I want to tell you guys some psychology. We're talking about psychology. Psychology, yeah. Okay. 
why is it after you're full? So if you had that big plate of soup or that yeah. big plate at the buffet, um, why is it that the dessert comes and all of a sudden we have space for it? Why? Like, I'm like, I can't, I'm stuffed. Cheesecake. <laughs> I get, yeah, I got some space. You know, 10 seconds ago, you were going to like pop. Yeah. What's it's also psychological. Cause I paid for it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's psychological. No, it's something that's new. So your brain is like, ah, I'm not eating, you know, salty anymore. This is something that's sweet and it's mm. totally different for me. And it's, you know, gonna, cause you know, sugar makes you, there's a different reaction in the brain and all that. Um, so that's why, because it's a new and novel thing. So all of a sudden you have this like second gut all of a sudden for dessert. And that's why there's like always room for dessert. Uh -huh. So it's also, it's, it's the psychological thing. Um, it's like, that's why we have to talk about psychology in, you know, in, in, in the holistic fitness realm or else, you know, you're just, you know, doing things that are mechanic and it's, it's mostly psychological. No. Okay. Uh, so wait, real quick, going back mm. the, the best food in the Quran, was it yeah, like yeah, a trick yeah. question or was it like, eat and drink, but don't be excessive. I don't know if it was like, <laughs> yeah. So that's one of them. I mean, this is definitely one of the guiding principles. But as far as the best food, when I was asking, you know, first, like my wife, like, what's the best food? And she said, balanced moderation. I was trying to find the answer. I found it in Surah Al-Ra'd. Okay. In Surah Al-Ra'd. Thunder? Or what is this? Um, um, so let me try to remember the ayah. But it says something about, uh, Okay. Favorite some over So this is food. it's talking about the nakhil and the anab and like all that, like it's describing foods. It, grapes, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that means that there is not one type of food that's better than the other one. This is better than some in this aspect, and this is better than some in this aspect, and this is better. Mm -hmm. So there is not something that you can say, this is the food, or this is the diet. Why? Because like there's everything has something that the other one has something that's better. So it has to be this balance that we have to eat. That's why, again, we're talking about the keto. Like, you know, you're missing out on fruits, you're missing out on the fruits. And there's like a lot so of micronutrients yeah, yeah. and, you know, like that you, you need. So this is why we need that. And that part is like, OK, خلص, there's nothing. Everything that Allah has created has benefits for us. And some other thing has better benefits. So I need to eat a balanced diet. I agree. And so balance is definitely a key thing. And, and food, then the quality. Food yeah. 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 It just, it's sports. Yeah. So we talked about quantity. The last thing before we move, it's the quality. Yeah. It's the quality of the food. So, um, to have the best type of food. And again, they will balance each other, by the way. Cause when I tell people about, um, eating, you know, grass fed and well, this is like triple the price. You feel more full, wallahi. 
Wallahi, when we get the yeah. cheap meat, there's yeah. certain halal markets here. I'm not going to name them. But you go <laughs> buy the them. ground beef from there. It's like $3.99 a pound. Mm-hmm. Wallahi, I have a meal. I'm not full. Mm-hmm. I go to the Armenian guy who's selling. He's got like <laughs> it's fresh cut cow. Yeah. Right. And he's grinding the beef like mm. fresh. Right. And it's like eight bucks. Right. It's yeah. halal. And he yeah. has a halal section. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's got like halal wagyu from, wow. from Australia. Wow, wow, right. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that high quality mm. meat. I have a, I have maybe like just a little bit, and it, the taste, the feel, the the fullness, the emotions. Well, lie, it's night and day. It Ajad. really, really is. Ajad. Yeah, that cow has lived a better life. Yeah, it's you know, um, if it was out in the pasture, it was getting sun, it was eating what it needs to eat instead mm-hmm. of you know man forcing it to eat what it. I mean, a cow what like has seven chambers. It's it's meant to you know ferment yeah. the grass and not eat the the grains that they feed it and the grains are GMO to begin with. So they're already messed with. It's like you're giving a messed up food to a cow and you're messing up with its diet. And then you're messing up our diet because of that and our it. energy. And it's going to come back to us. Nahna. Yeah. And they're in barns and they're like, <clears throat> so anyway, so when something is pasture raised, it's got, by the way, it's, it's, you're saying that and that's, you know, perfectly accurate because they have um, like, so, it's, it's more beneficial to you, whether it's got like the omegas that it needs to have or whether it has less of the saturated fat or the better. It's just better for you. This is what we are meant to eat. This yeah. is why you feel satiated after you eat it. Mm-hmm. And there's this this baraka element uh, element in it because this is how the cow is supposed to eat. This no. is like, you know, so once we do. And so people talk about, oh, it's expensive. It's eight bucks versus the four dollars. And sometimes it's 12 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's like. If you are reducing the quantity, yeah. now the quality will bound like would be balance out the quality. Yeah. The the price is just gonna be the same price as before. I agree. It's problem solved. Wallahi. And if you're skeptical, if you're one of those skeptical listeners, right? Try this. Mm. Don't buy the the two ninety nine dozen eggs. Go get oh, like the, the free six dollar the six, seven dollars free. Not, not, yeah, not a yeah. cage free, free range. There's a difference. Yeah, free range, range means they're actually out. The chickens are literally pasture raised. Yeah. 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 They're like out and doing the ones thing. we use, the brand, this is not promoted, but Vital Farms, they literally, oh, yeah. if yeah. you, if you buy the eggs, they have the barcode mm. and you scan it and they have a webcam, live webcam feed of the chickens mm. in the farm. <laughs> and they're literally just frolicking. They just drop eggs and the farmer goes and picks them up, yeah. puts them in a box. Mm-hmm. You yeah. eat three of those eggs versus three of like you know the ones where the chicken is all cooped up. It's different. You can't finish the third one for if you're it's eating full. the Vital Farms or whatever yeah. one or the one with the really yellow oak yes. yolk. Um, you you can't like all of a sudden you're eating. You Even know, the shell is harder to break. The shell. It's, it's all different. It's all different. It's so different. So invest in you. Like pay yeah. a little bit more to get the better food, so the yeah. quality is better, and then the quantity will automatically yeah. reduce. In medicine, they call it preventative. It's yeah. preventive medicine. Yeah. The point is, you pay. Yeah, I'm paying an extra Up two front. bucks, three bucks now, but that saves me a hundred dollar medical bill tomorrow, and a two thousand dollar bill, and a thousand. You know, two years. Absolutely right. Money. Yeah. Absolutely right. If you drive a Beamer, you're not gonna put crap gas in it. Uh-huh. And you know mm-hmm. our body's better than a beamer, so yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Alhamdulillah. All right, so nutrition, sleep, number sleep. three. Let's talk about sleep. Yeah, I got, I got big problems, Habibi. Wallahi, <laughs> I can't. Don't I'm having trouble. All. I'm having trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, waking up. It's it's every time it's bedtime. I'm like, oh, bro, it's another battle for me. What's going yeah. on? What yeah. can I do, coach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying this as I got 
<laughs> less than the optimum sleep yesterday. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, um, we're, with the this two is post Fajr recording. Kids, it yeah. is a post Fajr recording. Yeah. Um, you know, and the kids, it's it's a different night every night. You can't, you know, have two three nights of just like quiet. Somebody has to wake up and you know do something, say something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll tell you the key thing to sleep. Or so why is sleep important? First of all, because it's where all the restoration happens. It's all where like the cells rebuild themselves and this is where you recharge and the brain, you know, gets that break that it needs and it cleans up. It's like a dishwasher yeah. effect at the night that, you know, you leave the dishwasher running. So that's like your brain is like removing the debris and all that. And yeah. So you can't live without sleep. They still don't know why like sleep happens. It's just this miraculous yeah. thing. It's a blessing in our lives. Um, so it's where, you know, magic happens. Um, the, the, what we need, the most important thing that a lot of us don't do is set a bedtime because if you are okay, again, like the whole boss, um, example, I'm getting ready to go to work, to, to go home after a long day worth of work. Right. And so my boss comes and hands me like nobody hands papers now i don't know why like i keep doing this with, like a stack it's of paper and cartoons, drops it on my desk. Yeah. Yeah. nobody's ever done that for me <laughs> yeah cartoons cartoons it's, it could be like you know they sent you a, they send a an email, email yeah. uh, the 4 58 p.m email oh man yeah it's by your desk to like hey you know we got to talk about x and you're like dude what are you talking about? i know or you get the call or you get the email yeah. hey do this i got a you know meeting first thing tomorrow morning can you you know help me out with this so imagine the feeling it's like oh my are you kidding me like you know trying to dip yeah <laughs> I'm, I, I need to leave i must sit through this traffic i need to have dinner i need it yeah so imagine that feeling every day you just don't know when you're gonna go back home like one time it's like oh today because yesterday i worked until 3 30 6 30 today i'm gonna leave at 3 30 to make up for this hour and a half uh-uh three you know 28 comes and again <laughs> the stack of so like imagine that every day and so the body wants to prepare itself for sleep right it mm -hmm. starts releasing the melatonin at night the shui shui gets you you know in that sleepy state so you can go and doze off and whatever but no we want to watch tv or we want to be on our phone or we need to go out and have a late night meal with our friends on a saturday and then sunday you're trying to sleep you know on time because you got work on monday morning and you're sitting there and you're rolling in bed and you can't go to bed and because you've messed up for the last two, three days and now you can't like your body's like, well, yesterday I slept at that time and I woke up a little bit later. So having a time where khalas, like five o'clock, I know I'm going home, you know, puts everything at ease. Yeah. And so when the body knows that it's going to sleep, you know, 10 o'clock or whatever. And, you know, as far as the timing, you mentioned something about timing. I like to time myself, um, my life around prayer times. No. So my reference is not مثلا, 9 or 11 or, you know, 12 midnight. You know, some people are like, okay, I, and I sleep midnight to 6. I, I, I try my best and I found that very effective for me and the people that I've coached is, um, is around prayer times. So, for example, I'll pray Aisha right now and um, that's my trigger to go to bed after that. What if Aisha's early then? Like, what if I says early, like, you know, exactly, 39. Exactly. So even sometimes it's at six o'clock, Aisha, in the winter, 
it gets to be that. Yeah. But I have a reference now where it's like, okay, it's maybe two and a half hours after Isha that I know that it's the bedtime is going to follow. Where it's like just some sort of trigger that now, okay, I prayed Isha. That means I don't get to watch TV after that. And I heard this hadith a few years ago or something where it's actually makruh for any type of lagu after Isha prayer. Like vain speech, like just talking about whatever. Any, yeah. So the TV is talking about whatever. You know, you can read a book because the book is talking about something that's, you know, hopefully beneficial mm. or you can be, you know, uh, engaged in a conversation with your wife because that's, you know, building that, intimacy. you know, the connection and intimacy and that, you know, it's, it's feeding that relationship, whatever that may be. So, Anna, for me, that trigger after Isha, absolutely no TV. For what the kids, it's actually after Maghrib. What about phone? For the kids. I try not to do the phone either. Khalas, like that time is just for me to get ready for bed. For me and my wife, after we put the kids to sleep, to just sit. Sometimes we're not sitting, we're cleaning after them. Um, but, or me catching up on whatever I need to do. But I try not to be behind a screen. I try not to do emails after that. I try mm. not to do anything. Because, you know, our eyes have photoreceptors. And when they see light, like it's signaling to the brain that there's still sunlight. So hold off on releasing the melatonin, which is going to help us fall sleepy. So we're going to say, hold off, hold off, hold off, hold off. It's still, it's like, what the heck? You've been holding me off for like the three, last three, four, six hours. And then you go and you crash. And then you're not getting that restorative sleep that you need because like you've, you've messed with your system. So try as best as you could. And again, it's very, yeah, like in the summer versus the winter. But Anna, for me, because this is something that I'm going to do every day in my life, mm-hmm. five times a day. Like I try to schedule. And we didn't talk about that. Again, we can talk about all these for, for two hours each. Mo, this At is least. your your weekly your weekly um, lesson, I could say, with mm-hmm. the client is, in, is like around 90 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So right now we're, we're blasting through them. We're blasting through 10 in it, like 90 minutes. In 90 minutes when each one of these, it's a 90 minute discussion plus yeah. a Q&A plus homework. So yeah. it's... There's a plus lot their challenges that they're do we need to work together plus yeah there's a whole lot of depth here so yeah it's very surface level um, which yeah. we, we understand but yeah but that sleep again like the whole thing with the phone and we may not be able to get through the time I maybe hopefully we can fly over them but setting that sleep and I know it's hard I know it's I just came back from Lebanon that was the hardest thing that I had to endure because they eat later over there. Their dinner is like eight or nine o'clock. I'm like, are you like eight or nine is your dinner? Like, what time do you sleep? What time do you go to work? What time? Like every, <laughs> work, everything <sleep>. was, <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you wake up for Fajr if you ate this much at 10 o'clock at night? And it's like, it was a very, very hard time for me because you have now the social pressure. Of course. Of, of all that. So like after I got back, I'm like, you know, I was just at peace. I'm like, I can now like. <laughs> Go back to eating, you know, with my family whenever I need to eat instead of, you know, Khalo inviting me or like my sister inviting me. Or, so it's it's hard. It's hard because there's a lot of social pressure there. Oh, yeah. But nahna, at least what we can do is on weekdays, we have control over that. We yeah. have control over what we eat, when we sleep, when we wake up. And khalas. so we set that for ourselves and we know that that's supporting our system. Okay. And that's why it's hard. Like the Monday blues, like for years I was struggling with the Monday blues. You know, when you go to work on Monday morning, it's like, oh my God. And you're just like, it takes you four or five hours to fire up. You know, why? And like the headache, I would call it the Monday migraine. Mm. For years, the Monday migraine. Mm. mean that. So what it came out to be is that, okay, and I'm trying to sleep at 10 so I can wake up at four to go to work. 
but then the weekend comes and I'm sleeping at you know 12:30 and I'm waking up after Fajr uh before trying praying and then sleeping after Fajr um or sometimes you you miss it because it's like you just can't you're like your body just you just threw it. your body out, body out of whack by staying up the extra three four hours and so you messed up on the weekend big time and then you try to wake up you know back at 4 a.m or you try to sleep sunday night at 10 it's like why am i not falling asleep well because it's been one o'clock that you're putting your you know you hit the sack and you're trying to you know wake up now at four and it's just boom this headache it's monday migraine so that's the cause of it so on the weekends I still sleep the same time as the weekdays. I still wake up the same time as the weekdays. You know, it's it's just something it took. Actually, one of the challenges is not between me and me, but between me and the wife, right? Between me. Yeah. And, um, because w- that's like our time kind of. So she, she has to sacrifice a little bit of that. Um, and I, I couldn't have done it without her help because, but now she's, she, was like a night person and all that and like that's when and like the but you know after kids it's like your body resets to whatever is natural which is to go back to sleep so for that two year you know post so post marriage like you get married mm-hmm. um yeah you're staying up and watching you know like the movies and the whatever and that's that's was like the struggle phase and like my health and that this is this is part of that reason because we're staying up late, because we're eating late. And, you know, are you going to watch a movie and just watch a movie? Or are you going to have like a bag of something to be like munching on as you're watching the movie or drinking something next to it? Yeah. So all that, that's late. So once we cut that off, that was like a huge thing. And, you know, it was hard. So then we do it like every other night and then every other weekend and then every other whatever. So it kind of just, you know, phased or spaced away. And then the kids came and it's like, khalas, like, you know, Aisha, sometimes we wait for Aisha. It's like, can we sleep before Aisha and just try to wake up with the kids? So, Khalas, we went back to what's natural. So, after the kids, you actually, cool. she wants to sleep early now. Oh, it's, yeah, she sleeps before me now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love you, Rewa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's not like, oh, we got to put the kids to sleep and now this nighttime is just for us. A lot of couple do that. And a lot of yeah. couple that I coach, it's like, well, when are we going to do the us time? Yeah. It's like, wake up early try to wake up early try to stay up after well we can't and this and that well because yeah. you're staying up late try it like you can't just so what one time or one weekend try it and say hey it did not work for me you got to try it multiple times you know like what people people say that they're not morning people like oh i just can't i can't do mornings i just can't did they say that when they were seven years old and going to first grade did they tell mom, hey, I'm a night person. I can't wake up in the yeah, morning. I was telling my wife about this. Like, dude, we're going until through high school, you woke up at 6 or 5.30 a.m. every day, yeah. and that was normal, and you felt fully rested. You felt fully rested. Because probably because you're come? working out, you're running all the time, you're eating less. It's probably yeah. so many other factors. But How yeah. come when we get to college, where all of a sudden, I'm not a morning person? The last 18 years of your life, you were a morning person. So yeah. it's a trained thing. So once we train and but then we need to have patience with that because it's not going to work again. I was saying like the first weekend sustainability, it's going to take multiple tries to yeah to be able to sustain that to train because yeah. for the ever since college, you've been staying up and, yeah. you know, doing living this lifestyle. So you're telling me, you know, you want to change something that took you eight years to develop in a weekend. Give it some try. And, you know, they say with kids like. When you're trying to like feed them something like with Zakaria, he's, you know, nine months old. So you give them something, you give them broccoli 
and they don't like it. You don't say Zakaria doesn't like broccoli. Khalas, he's done. Eat him. Put it in his mouth again. <laughs> yeah. Experts say, how many times you, when you do that, you got to try it with the kids? I'm not sure, actually. We just give, keep give doing it. it. Like, yeah, you keep doing it until like eventually whatever. I heard but it takes like 50, 50, 50 repetitions to make a habit. Is that, is that what it is? It, it could be. But they say with the kids with this at least 10 times. Oh, they said at it? least 10 times to try, keep trying, keep trying. But they, that's like the at least part. Yeah. But sometimes it is 50. Sometimes it's 100. So why are we, you know, the whole with the sleep thing or the eating thing? I can't eat this little or I can't sleep at this much or I'm not a morning person. Why don't we give it a try? Is that just a story that we keep telling ourselves and then we're manifesting into this reality that we're living? Or do we want to step out of that, you know, comfort zone that we're living and just go back and try, you know, the natural thing that our body loves to do, be doing? And that's, you know, where the energy comes. That's where like now less of that brain fatigue, like that, that yeah. mental fog. And now you have this, again, sustainable energy. This is what we're after. This is what, you know, and so... Give it a shot and um, see how that works for you. Just setting that time. There's there's many other things, but yeah. these this is like the foundational thing: the wake up and the sleep time. So to schedule be. the the sleeping and the waking up, and you're we're Muslims, so schedule it around Fajr. Um, so do you can you stay up after Fajr? Like, well, that's just yeah, like yeah, your, yeah, your, yeah. your go to. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, your workout. Yeah. That's your workout hour, right? That's my workout hour. So after so shuruq is my. Um, like you stay and you know again you want to incorporate the sunnah into this and there's a hadith that says that if you pray in jama'ah and then you stay up in dhikr until the shuruq the sun comes up it's like you have uh you get the ajr of a hajj and umrah so complete 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 full-on umrah and hajj you get the ajr you get to do that every day if you wake up at fajr and you stay up so this ajr, you got me, this is the, the greater than sign. Staying up, you know, the night before watching whatever movie, a seven star rated or 6.8 IMDb movie. <laughs> or you get the ajr of, you know, full on hajj and umrah. Like, which is which is greater? And again, it's the person has to decide, you know, who get to make this choice. And so um, try to stay up as best as possible. Um, and then you get your day. And started. that'll help you sleep earlier if you have yeah, that issue. Yeah. But the secret here is you gotta, you gotta nap. So uh. you can't, you can't go all the way from Fajr and, you know, some people wake up even before Fajr to get, you know, a little bit of Qiyam going on. Um, so when do you nap? So from 30, huh? When do you nap? Uh, well, it depends on work. Like sometimes if I can squeeze in something during like the morning break, like you know, nine ish, because if you wake up, you know, at four or like sometimes three thirty, and you guys, you know, sometimes I have work to finish. So if I'm sleeping right after the kids and I don't get to do work, then it means that I have to do it before they wake up. So, um, if you know, you're awake at three thirty, four thirty, by nine o'clock, you're already like feeling it. So like 20 minutes does it. I'm not talking about two hours. Mm. That's like beauty nap right there. I'm talking about a power <laughs> nap. Um, sometimes depending on the day, like the stress of the day, whatever, I it may my, find myself taking two. So the nine o'clock and then I'll do one like after the whole prayer, um, just a break like that sleepiness and then khalas, like it's 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And I've balanced my khalas, this energy is good. And uh, sometimes if I don't get to take a nap, I take like a, just a quick shower, a cold shower. And that kind of like instead of the 20 minutes, it's a five minute thing, but it's got like similar effects. Because it just wakes up the, the cold water wakes up the body. You know, how you, cold you are we talking here? 
I mean, whatever you're like here in Diamond Bar, for example. Like, are you just literally turning on the cold faucet and just jumping in, or are you, you know, it's it's warm but with a little cold? <laughs> what, what is it? So twice, try. I mean, the trick is to start on the warm side and then to kind of press the dial a little bit, a little bit until it gets cold. But if you do this for years, halas, you just do it and you step on it. You step under it, and it's like yeah, it's, beast it's a non-negotiable thing. Oof. It's like halas. Like I did that this morning. I'm like. Boof, you just go down to all the way at the cold. So oh no more of God. that. But what I noticed in Diamond Bar is that the water is not as cold as it is in Anaheim. So I'm still to figure that out. Like when I go and I, you know, I'm at my parents' house, I'm like, y'all get like really nice cold water. Here in Diamond Bar, it's not. So maybe because something like reservoir and it's hot or something. That's interesting. But anyway, it's it's got in five minutes, you got to do what you do in 20 minutes. And that 20 minute is one of the best investments that you can make in your day because it renews your energy. So, um, um, even before, uh, when we we're going uh, like to work. So after that crazy traffic, um, confession time, Riwa. So sometimes I, uh, don't get home at five 40. Like I walk in at six o'clock, right. <laughs> but I get there at five 40 and I take a short nap in the car. Whoa. Just, just to like renew. Exposed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's for y'all. It's That's for you and the kids. Then you can commit more. Because yeah. you get a better me instead of the one that just sat through 12 hours of work or and two hours of LA traffic. You get the better version of me. So, so that nap, just again, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 max. I'm talking about max for that. And then I go and I take a cold shower and I get changed. Wallahi, wallahi, this next four hours that I'm with my family, it's like a little brand new day. So I, they don't get the tired version of me. They get like... You know, they're recharged a little bit. They'll recharge 30%, 40%, and not the depleted Baba, Tabudi, whatever they call me. At times. <laughs> yeah, I agree with the cold shower thing. It shocks you no, awake. Because when I've done it a few no, times where cool. I just kind of like just. <laughs> and you're like, ah, it's cold. <laughs> but then you're, you don't need no pre workout. You don't need coffee, <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. your, your body literally shocks you awake. It's amazing. 100%. Uh -huh. Uh, so for the sake of time, I'd love to, even uh, if we yes. can't hit them all, or I mean, in depth, I would rather hear them at least too. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if are these in, do you do them in order of importance or is it kind of just what you found has worked as a method? Mm. You know what? That's a really good question. Cause we have about 15 minutes before we got to wrap. Okay. So that's a really good question. I'm not, maybe it is important. I mean, they're all important. It's like. You know, which which column is the most important if you're building a house, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, yeah, fair I enough. I mean, maybe maybe you have, you know, a sheer wall that's doing a lot more work than... I, I, it's, I don't know. I think they're all important, but yeah, it's... Fair enough. So You I, get these three, though, and the seven other ones become okay. a lot. This is like the trio that you need to focus on. And then the other one is just, again, going up chala, the, like, the, the levels of energy and health. So after you focus on sleep, what do you tell? What's next week's discussion? Yeah. Stress management. Stress management. Bro, you're just killing it right now. <laughs> stress management. Wait, before Amr takes the next 15 minutes on stress management, oh. let's just <laughs> let's just make the list. Let's just make the list. Then we go back. <laughs> stress management. After um, stress management. So after stress management, now we talk about um, brain health. Brain health. And, then, and we yeah. get into now the psychology. So like half of it is brain health. Because brain is like the most one of the most important things right like wow. for for us and we can't you know live without the brain so we got to actually care about it like how do we care about mm. our brain 
Okay. What okay. what does it like? What does it not like? And then that kind of taps back into the sleep, taps back yep. into nutrition, yep. taps back into exercise. So that's why usually brain health is half a session. Ah, okay. Um, Makes sense. So if we you're doing go, other ones, then yeah. this kind of falls. Yeah. yeah. It's just really important to mention and we, you know, carve out some time for it. And so we talk about brain health, but then that we segue into the psychology now. Okay. So we talk about psychology and then so that's that session and then the full on the next session and then we get into mindset. So now you're talking like two and a half sessions of just psychology and mindset. Mm. So psychology mindset. is a whole day by, or a week by itself mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Definitely. So if, for psychology, what do we do? For example, so one of the, peop- the, the people that I helped last year, um, we, he's was struggling with like pull-ups, right? So then we do this exercise that's more psychological. And so it's got like visualization in it and like, okay, now, you know, make a dua. Like, what are you doing when you're making a dua? And it's like, okay, and I'm just making, it's like, okay, how, try seeing it now. Try seeing yourself. And we do the small example of this pull-up. And I'm like, so visualize yourself after this dua that you're getting to do pull-ups. And so, okay, get deeper into it now. It's like, how do you, how are you feeling? Like, how's your body now feeling? How are your biceps? How's your back? How's your... You know, how do you feel afterward in general? Okay, I, whoa, like I've never done a pull-up. I feel really good. Okay, so now after we go through that, like that 15 minutes, um, and I usually take them to like a park. I'm like, oh, subhanAllah, there's a there's a pull-up bar over here. Let's see, you know, let's try it. So then we go and we jump on the pull-up bar and they're doing two pull-ups and they've never done a, a single pull-up in their life, Wow. for example, right? So then they're doing that and they're like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, so this is, a small example. I mean, the key here is not to get you to do a pull up, but the key to get you to now go back to, Hey, it's all up here. So whatever you limit yourself and whatever, Oh, I don't like this and I can't do that. And whatever you've never for the last 30 years done one, you just did one. But of course, what they don't know is that because they've been now for five weeks exercising since week one, they're also stronger and, you know, with now the right psychology and then they've had the physicality part uh-huh. of it. So now it's both coming home for them and they're like, wow. So now if I get to do two pull-ups, what other thing can I do? Awesome. So mindset, what's after? We have three more left, I think. We got three more. So after that, so this one is I'm giving away, actually. We so, don't have to. We can just make them sign up. We don't have to do it. It's your proprietary. <laughs> no, it's just the people that they have it coming up right now. Um, uh, they they they're gonna know anyway. Let's let's just, let's just go. Oh, you don't on. know the pod, this podcast? We don't release for another like. <laughs> ten, oh, ten it won't be released tomorrow. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's just do it. So then we go, and I take them to. Uh, so this one we do at night. Everything's after Fajr that I do because oh, you know, all that was pre Fajr. Okay. All that is pre Fajr, and we meet after Fajr and we do it. How do you think I had to wake up so early? So. <laughs> <laughs> So already, already, yeah. Um, By the way, Wallahi, one of the people um, I just caught up with on um, on Friday, two days ago, after you know almost a year of us, you know, completing the program together. I'm like, hey, like, what's now that's been a year? Like, what's the best thing that now, like, Khalas, you can't live without? He's like, the fact that I get to pray Fajr with energy every day, like. I don't miss it as often as I used to. Or like, I like khalas, it's a consistent thing for me. No. Mm. And I stay up after that. I'm like, wow. So it's not the fact that you lost 40 pounds or the fact that you, it's, you get to pray Fajr every day. Like with, so again, that's, um, 
that's that's a, a key takeaway. So we're talking about oh yeah, so uh, the night thing, the the whole fajr in the morning. So that yeah. fajr we got to the night. So this is the only one I do at night, where we go to um, a mountain. We do a night and uh, a night hike, and I don't say a word. Neither do they. So they've, you know, as part of their package, it's, they get a session where it's quiet and we just sit for one full hour in silence in silence. And nobody says anything that is uncomfortable. That is when consistently I'm told that it's one of the hardest things they've ever had to do, especially for an introvert, extrovert introvert could be all right. I can sit there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable in silence sometimes. For an hour, we have to get uncomfortable, though. Oh, I'm talking about minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being straight up. I mean, I, I'm a podcast host. Like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta talk about something. <laughs> For wow. a full hour. So, do they? Do you tell them beforehand that they're about no. to? No. <laughs> <That's laughs> you smart. just show up That's for a smart. hike, and they you're know. just like, we're dead, doing a night hike. You're just deadpan silent, <laughs> and we're we're quiet. We sit. I mean, we sit. It's not all the hike. It's the like coach ten minutes. Me. Of actually, like, yeah, we just sit and we. Wow. And it's like, what was that about? It's like, no, you tell me what you feel first. And they, we, but this is, I want to hear it from them because, you know, when I get 10 people and 20 people saying the same thing, it confirms what I have felt when I tried doing these things myself. Yeah. By the way, this is one of the, the, the most overlooked spiritual practices is to be in silence, to be in solitude. It's just, uh, you know, go deep and just, you know, be with yourself and just be with your creator and just yeah, be with your be, thoughts. Yeah. Be, be, e, period. Yeah. Right. And so we do that. And what they tell me is that they feel so energized after that. Amazing. I mean, like quiet for 60 minutes. It's nine o'clock at night. I feel like I'm fully awake now. Like I'm fully rested that I'm fully. Subhanallah. It's very rejuvenating again. So sometimes, so again, that practice is not to get you to sit through an hour every single day. I definitely cannot afford an hour of my day every day to do this, but 10 minutes, you know, so once you've done an hour, you can do 10 minutes. When, how about before Maghrib? How about before, you know, the sunrise? How about in silence? Sabah in silence for like 10 minutes, seven minutes. But get into this habit of just silence, quiet, no distraction, no phone, step away from the kids and, you know, just do it. Wow. Last two. There's two more? I thought that was the big one. Last two. That was, that was a big one. But that then the, they... And then maybe you can give us the, the practical, the, mm. the takeaway. Oh, okay. The takeaway is yeah, yeah. sign up today. <laughs> no, no, he, he had, he had a, like an action plan for anyone. I have, I have an action plan. Yeah. Right, so let's write these two and then you can give us the action plan. Well, I'm thinking about nine. What was nine? I, I can't remember what nine was, but 10 is just the culmination of all that. Oh, nine may be. Oh, yeah. That's when we it's like perfectly tailored for them. Because everybody, so Ahmed Shugiri, yeah, it's, he's, you know, it's, um, what's the name of the show? Yalla, I've watched like every series, just I'm blanking on it now. Khawatir. 
Khawatiri. You check him out. So he's uh, he's a really big uh, Muslim influencer. Um, he's uh, overseas. Saudi. Yeah, he's actually oh. one of the brothers here. He's uh, his nephew. So okay. one of the brothers here he calls him Khadun. So anyway, this guy's a huge influencer. Influencer um, just wrote a, an amazing book. Uh, he calls it Kalakia. So everybody has this like complication, this mini complication inside of them. Like, for example, me, I may have been like very picky with my food. So then it's me overcoming this Kalkua. Mm-hmm. So then I can just not live with limits, right? And just like go beyond that. And I think just that's ma- tangled. That means yeah. tangled. Right? Tangled. Yeah, 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 exactly. That word means tangled. So untangle that. So it could be very different for anybody. Um, somebody can be, uh, you know, have a phobia of something or maybe like, yeah, the whole thing with the food or maybe, yeah. Oh, one, uh, one guy, uh, did not like to go into the, uh, the ocean. He had a thing. It's like, I saw a shark movie. I eat a guy when I was a little kid and I don't get to, I, I never go in the water. So he saw Jaws. So after nine <laughs> weeks, I'm like, Hey, so we're going to, yeah, do the sunrise thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then put a big screen and watch Jaws. And <laughs> um, we go to you know Huntington or whatever, and we're like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna have our session there." I'm carrying my bag, and they don't know what's in the bag, and so we have our session. And after we finish the, sh- the session, uh, I get my bag, and I'm like, two bathing shorts, and here's a towel. We're gonna wrap it. You know, you're gonna do your thing. It's like, Majnoon, like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I got your shorts. I think that's your right size. Uh, here's a towel. And we're going to go. But it's like, no. But it's December. But it's, no. Like, out of it. And I'm like, we're going to do this. We're not leaving. I'm, I'm the one that drove. And, you know. So maybe somebody that listens to this is like, oh, I'm bringing my keys for week nine. <laughs> um, but it's different for everyone. I mean, yeah. you know, like. What if so someone- we go in the water. <laughs> okay. We go in the water. And not only that. Maybe it's just, you know, a different part of what we do or. You know, but we, I try to get them in the water, you know, maybe for, you know, that morning. Facing their deepest, darkest fears. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What if someone's afraid of spiders? Are you going to show up with? Maybe. Wow. I haven't had that, but maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. No wonder people on Instagram are like, this is changing my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even about fitness anymore. (laughs) This is like someone facing the biggest obstacles in their life. Yeah, man. Just to like live a, like a full life. Wow. Wow. For the... <laughs> like we're here for a few years god knows when we've all had friends that just you know yeah just why why are we living not to like the fullest the fullest energy and the fullest like just optimism and and doing what i need to do just like life yeah you know so that's that's one part of it I may have skipped one or like doubled, but That's anyway, fine. like one of them, we talk about like setting up your morning and then that will kind of set the tune for your yeah, day. Yeah, that kind of goes into your scheduling. So, yeah, it gets into yeah. the scheduling part. Maybe we talk about it like with the psychology, because if you um, in the morning are right, then your whole day is the high chances it's all going to be right. And if you yeah. have one of those mornings and it's like, then your whole day is just going to drag and drag and drag and be that. So we want to, again, basically supercharge in the morning what it is that you need to do. Everybody's different. Um but usually, you know, the Prophet والسلام, did things between the time of Fajr and Shuruq. So let's do that. Um, do you like writing? Let's let's put some of that in writing, some of that uh, adhkar or adaya or whatever in, in some sort of writing. Do you like to walk 
So let's now incorporate the fitness and now your morning thing to do that. Mm-hmm. But usually it's, you know, ruhi jasadi fikri. It's got this three components of uh, getting your mind right, getting your body right, and then getting, you know, خلص, that spiritual recharge mm-hmm. to get your day started. And, you know, you get that and your day, high chances are it's going to be very good. So that's part of it. And then 10 is just the culmination of everything. It's like a review. Yeah. yeah now I'm the student. Tell me everything um, that I need to know. Basically, repeat this podcast for this last session. <laughs> this will be like your cheat, uh, your cheat sheet here. Yeah. This will kind of going over everything. <clears throat> but more specifically, what did you take away from it? How has this helped you? And how has this helped you um, to help others? And let's now think about, and usually the, the 10th week is a sunset session. Mm-hmm. And the sunset is symbolic for, hey, it's the end of the day. Um, let's think about end of life. We're not here forever. And this is where, you know, we get in tears. Yeah. Um, it gets us to rethink, you know, about the, the, the what after. You know, what are we leaving here after that? You know, are, are we, you know, intentional about that? Are we doing what we need to do? Are we preparing? So by living as healthy as we could, as best as we could, you know, healthy, positive, good, like embodying the sunnah and like living just to be, you know, righteous people as best as we could. We all have our challenges. We all have our setbacks. But this is something to think about. And so, you know, I leave them there and I tell them, you know, this is something to think about. And it's sunnah to think about death. Yeah. Wow. Destroyer of pleasures. Keep thinking about it. So once we do that, we, you know, um, just that, that sets us. And then I, I follow up with them and I, I don't just like leave them for it. I follow up. And alhamdulillah, the, pe- the people that I've coached in the last few years, Alhamdulillah, none of them, I mean, some of them do gain back the weight, but not, uh, you know, to be anywhere near as where they used to be before, mm-hmm. which is, it's a huge blessing. And then uh, for the sake of time, and I think, yeah. John, we'll have you back on because, I mean, each one of these, obviously, as you said, I'd love to be <laughs> is here. worth you know, an hour, two hours each minimum. You had a 40-day challenge. Someone's listening to this. Uh, this is all sounds nice. It's all theory, but I have a life and it's tough. And yeah. like, what, what can I do to get started? <laughs> How do I get going on this? Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with um, having wudu all the time. Ooh. What does that have to do with anything that's, you know, fitness and physical? I'll tell you. So this is, thing. it's not, again, just fitness as in, you know, just the physical part, but it's got the spiritual mm-hmm. and it's got, you know, the mentality dimension of it as well. So spirituality, physicality, mentality. Um. When you're in the state of wudu, when you're in wudu, you're in a state of spiritual readiness. So my definition of the, 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 the one that I go by of fitness is readiness. Okay. So fitness is synonymous with readiness. Uh, wudu helps me be in the state of spiritual readiness. Ready, ready for what? Mm-hmm. Ready for anything. Ready for prayer, ready for 
just re- just just you feeling this that you're on wudu gets you in a different state and you'll get to see that y'all when you do this for 40 days it's easy it's really easy it's just getting yourself it's a non-negotiable you go to the bathroom make wudu wudu you're, mm-hmm. you're washing your hands anyway yeah wash your face hands and you know yeah. it takes literally 20 seconds more do that and now you feel different now when you don't have wudu you feel all kinds of like like gross. now walking into a, a place without a mask it's like oh my god i feel like i'm you know what like yeah. that I, I, I can vouch for this because because of seminary i'm more like hyper aware of my wudu and yeah because like, i want to if i want to engage or listen to the class whatever you want like, i want to be in a stable wudu. yeah so you feel it like in between like maybe because well, i'm at work i'm in an yeah. office space like i couldn't make wudu in that one moment like i don't want to put yeah water over my socks with like mm. you know some guys watching i'll just do it later mm. you feel like ah, you know like i need to go back and make wudu like yeah. i need i'm out of it i feel yeah. out of sync yeah it's, it's yeah. a real thing wallahi you it's <coughs> your whole state is different so khalas now my state is one of you know readiness of purity of barakah you're doing um, blessings yeah yeah the, the sunnah so uh that's the first challenge 40 days try doing that the second challenge is do some sort of activity, exercise, movement after shuruq. You know, so you wake up. After some, sunrise. Uh, yeah, after sunrise. So get up and get some movement. It could be, you know, and if you want me to go a little bit more specific, do like 10 minutes of a warm up and then 20 minutes of something that's a little bit more high, higher intensity. But get your exercise during that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Try your best. So if you're not exercising, exercise during this time. If you're already exercising, but it's like, no, it's three in the afternoon or eight before I sleep, don't exercise before you sleep because you're messing up your sleep. And then your whole day and the next day is going to be messed up. Don't exercise in the evening. Just shift it now back to this time. So anyway, like after sunset, after sunrise to like mid morning, you have a window. It doesn't need to be exactly that time, but you have that window. Try exercising that window. Um, Number three is... Uh, to eat a third less than what you're eating or like half of what you're usually eating. So if it's a plate that big, so try reducing the plate. Mm. If you're with somebody, you know, you're with your wife and you guys are going out, try to maybe split the meal meal in half. Split the meal in half. So now I got kids. We get two plates or three plates and the four of us can share it. So it's always, we have, you know, in, in my family, it's everything that we, you know, we get to, we go out and we eat sometimes the burger and the fries, but it's like, okay, Abudi doesn't get the burger and the fries. Riwa doesn't get the burger and the fries. Raya doesn't get burger. Like we're sharing all of us. Maybe it's, it's usually one order of fries, by the way. So not everybody ever gets the meal and we never drink soda. Like that's just... Yeah. That should be we, a we forever challenge. No sugary drinks. But the, it will become a forever challenge after yeah. the 40 days because they say it takes 40 days to make a habit. Yeah. Some say 60, some say it's 21. Yeah. But there's this number about 40, you know, Sayyidina Musa with, you know, the 40 nights. And like there's... there's 40 is a number in Islam. Yeah, That's yeah. like when you reach a man, reaches maturity as well. Yes, yeah. Yeah. spiritual maturity. Yeah. So there's a thing about number 40. So after the num- after 40 days you're going to do this, it's automatically going to become a whole life thing. So with with the food, um, just reduce the quantity and try to go for the quality, as we said. So next no. time it's the weekend, maybe this is a day due to the grocery shopping. Go for the egg. I know it's going to hurt to pay double for the eggs. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. 
it's got it's more nutritious and it's it's more filling and it's it's just a lot better for you and you're eating less yeah. you're eating less calories instead of these empty calories you're actually eating calories yeah. that are going to support you for your day so that's number three okay Alhamdulillah. Well, just to wrap up the conversation, okay. what is the best way for our listeners to find out more about you and reach you? Um, do you have social to, media? Yeah. Do you have a website? Yeah, yeah. What's the... Website's being built. Um, I don't want to give you the website, but I'll give you the... Uh, if it's built yeah. by the time this is released, it'll be in the description. It will be. Okay. Yeah, but the is it Instagram? Is that the best way? Instagram can? or email. So Instagram is peace power underscore so peace power underscore at the end okay or the email is fit f-i-i-t dot g uh, dot peace power dot com so fit and there's a reason it has two eyes in it that it's not because it was unavailable and i just had an eye there's intentional reason why there's okay fit and by the way this whole thing i call it fit life coaching so you know you got you know the coaching side and then you got like the the life coaching, which yeah, you know, like nobody understands life, so you're gonna sit there and like life coach somebody. So like it's kind of you know the, the <coughs> fit life yeah coaching, and the fit is with two eyes. Is that Gmail? Uh, so that's fit f i i t dot peace power peace power at gmail dot com. You got that? Uh, I just love to hear from you guys. And special, special, special thing mm. for our listeners: if they mention, if they hit you up and say. Yo, peace power. I heard about you on the Prophetic Mentality podcast. They get a free 90-minute session mm. with you. Not not an assistant, not an automated <laughs> script. The man, the legend himself. Oh man. Thank does you. That, does that offer still stand, right? You didn't change <laughs> your mind. <laughs> not the way you described me. You know what I did? The legend. Yeah. Inshallah, uh, well, whatever I could do to help somebody overcome, you know me fitness challenge because yeah. i know that you know if i help somebody then inshallah my hope is that you know i get some of that ajr for me when you're yeah, going out the in, the reward, wor- yeah. in the world when you're just hey just more uplifted and you're just feeling better about yeah. yourself and feeling better about you know life in general and, and we'll limit it to the first 50 people who reach out because <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm thinking about like the first five man <laughs> no, the first five <laughs> it's, a time, it's a time commitment for him time, yeah. oh okay yeah. all right, uh, probably like what? 10 probably like 10 you want to limit it to yeah, 10 yeah, yeah all right yeah, that's because you know we have like we 10. have tens of viewers but maybe hundreds of thousands of people all right so yeah the first 10 viewers who reach out uh inshallah they will yeah. Get a free 90 minute session, uh, and inshallah, inshallah, it'll be very beneficial. Um, Jazakallah khair, Abdul Rahman, for your oh, time today. Thank you guys so much. Peace and power. Um, yes. it's been amazing having you. I am so happy I woke up. We're gonna have you back, inshallah. We're there's there's have too much back. to <laughs> we skimmed right, over, wallah. So we'll have to, to have you back. This is the prime, this is the introduction, and then we can get into real details. Yeah, 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 that was heavy. I really appreciate you guys for doing this. May Allah place abundant barakah in what you guys are Amen. doing. Amen. Um, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners, Ya Rab, because this is, you know, this is something that we need. So, um, Alhamdulillah. until next time, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Peace. Peace and power. This is Amr Mabruk with the Prophetic Mentality Podcast. Signing off. Assalamu alaykum. Wa 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 al